This is Kevin Brooker, and we are cruising through retirement. On today's show, we're going to reverse engineer a lifetime of saving for retirement, and it's called decumulation. So when the time comes, you want to be able to make smart decisions. We're going to give you the details just ahead. Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement, and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. Cruising through retirement with Kevin Brooker. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Kevin is, uh, well, he's a fiduciary, an investment advisor representative, 30-plus years in the business. Find him at Silverleaf Financial. Find the website at silverleaffinancial.com. I would encourage you to go there. And uh, right now, well, well, hey, Kevin, what's going on? And hey, it's another great day in the desert. It's been a great week in the market, too. Oh, man, it really has, hasn't it? It's, it's you know, a few records along the way. Oh, uh, you know what? It's it's crazy. I swear it's like every day we hit a new record, right? Yeah. And, and and guys, you know what? The truth is, I believe we're at 55, I think, new records for this year. Holy well, over fi- Over 50. Over you know, 50 so. records. Yes. Wow. O- o- over 50. And uh, you know what? And and we keep seem to keep on going higher. So the, the strategy lately has been buy high and sell higher. <laughs> well, sure. Why not? Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, and yeah, that's just kind of what's happening out there. It it is. It really is. And I'll tell you, I've been, I've been having the same feeling for years, you know, because somebody, uh, you know, decides they're going to, going to join it, join us. And, and uh, uh, I bring the accounts, I transfer the accounts over and then we, you know, we liquidate positions. And then I find myself, you know, looking at the market saying, man, it's at another high. I hate buying at another high. And, but I've been, I've been feeling this way for years, guys. And the truth is, uh, a lot of times the market, the valuations just don't come into where you think they might want, you know, that they should be maybe. Um, and and there's so much money, I think, that's been created by the government. Uh, I think there's a lot of money on the sidelines that's just ready and waiting for any weakness to step in and buy the market. And again, that's where you come in because of your experience and, you know, one year and your fiduciary and, and all of that. But it's your experience truly that that you have those, that sort of intuition, if you will, or go with your gut, if you want to go that way. I mean, it's, it just makes sense. And, and again, for you to be able to offer that, that's just pretty cool. Hey, no, I, I appreciate it. And, and, and you know what, I think, you know what, after you've been through this market a while, and I started in this business in 1990, you know, so saw the roaring, you know, bull market, stock bull market of the 1990s. But then, you know, guys, if you, if you were invested in the market in 2000, 2001 and two, that was painful. That was very painful seeing the market got cut almost in half. And then, and then we rallied back right from 2000, I think it was October of 02 was the, around the bottom of the S&P 500. And then for the next, was it roughly five years, the market did pretty well till we got to 07, 08, right? Mm-hmm. And, then we had, and then we had the housing crisis and the housing you know, correction or recession. Uh, and then the market tanked again, right? 35, 40% again. And by the way, that's just at the point, if you had bought at near the high, in, in the end of 1999, early 2000s, like let's say, for instance, NASDAQ. I want to say the NASDAQ index peaked out at right around 5,000, plus or minus, you know, maybe 100 points. Sure. Uh, in, in, two, in early 2000, 
And I want to say it took about 11 or 12 years, guys, for that to get back to that high. Holy so cow. 11 or 12 years. Jeez. Yeah. And, and, you know, the reason I want to mention it is, and we will go on and talk about what we started the show off with decumulation. Um, you know, but I want everybody to, to just realize, especially if, if you're in retirement or close to retirement, um, you know, and by close to retirement, I, I'm saying within 10 years of what, what you think might be your retirement date. And the reason I say that is because I think it's important that you... Uh, have a really good handle on where your money is, how it's allocated. Uh, because if you go into a situation like I'm just describing, like people, imagine if you were going to retire, you know, in 2005 and in 2000, you still had all your money in stocks and you had a lot big position in NASDAQ, you got crushed. You got crushed as, as we went into 2001 and two, and you were nowhere near where you were. Uh, if you'd have, if you'd have moved some of that money out of the NASDAQ in, in the end of 1999. Now, of course, all of us have crystal clear vision when we look in hindsight, right? Hindsight's always perfect, or it should be, right? Mm -hmm. Because we know how everything unfolded. So I, I, I've told, I mentioned to some people, well, if you can't figure out what you should have done looking in the rearview mirror, then there's really no help I can offer, all right? Because it's easy to say what you should have done based on what the market did. Any, you know, if if you know what, I can tell you one thing: everybody load up on Amazon stock when it comes public in 1997. Yeah, <laughs> we'd sure. all be billionaires, of course. Okay, yeah. Um, you know, you know, the question is, what do you do now? And, and I think it's important that you look to history to give you at least a guidepost that says, you know what, this has happened before. In fact, it's happened twice before. In the last 20 years, we've had nasty market corrections. We had one last spring with the beginning of COVID, right? If everybody remembers last, was it March, February, March? Sure. The S&P dropped by roughly a third, between 30 and 35% in, in the matter of what, a few weeks. So you want to remember how you felt during those times and, and then ask yourself if the way you're positioned now is similar to that, or if you've got a, maybe you've got more conservative, maybe you're more aggressive, maybe you've learned. My point is that, that you want to be in a situation where when that happens again, you're going to be okay. And that means you don't feel like you need to sell, you don't panic, uh, and you're not worried about it because you know the money you've got at risk is not going to interfere with your lifestyle and your way of living. And so, so that's why we want to talk about the decumulation aspect um, it's not just about spending all that money you save for retirement, right? Mm -hmm. You want to look at what what you've done for lifetime income. Where sure. do you have? Where's your cash flow coming from? Right. Right. And and we want to pay attention to the taxes and the tax ramifications. Where do you, in other words, most people when they get to retirement, they've got several different accounts. They might have a Roth IRA as well as traditional IRA, um, and 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 numerous other accounts or you know regular cash accounts. There's any number of possibilities. And so when you're deciding which one to withdraw from, we want to make sure we're taking a look and considering taxes as well, right? Because we, we all pay, you know, we, I'm, I'm sure everybody wants to pay their fair share of taxes, but I doubt if anybody wants to pay more than they have to. Not a penny and, more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, could, I don't want to pay a penny more. Yeah. I'd like to pay a penny less, actually. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. But that's right. But you have to be aware of that. And, and right now it just seems, I mean, inevitable that taxes are going to rise. It does seem like that to me, and that's why I'm a big advocate for, you know, if it makes sense in your situation, um, if you feel the same, then I'd say take a look at a Roth IRA. I think if you had a couple hundred thousand dollars in a Roth IRA, that, that would give you some great flexibility when you're retired, because maybe for a year, two years, three years, who knows how many, but maybe for a few years, the, maybe the only money that you pull in besides your Social Security would be from a tax-free account. And if you're able to do that, what it means as of right now, the way the tax code stands, that would mean that your social security income is completely tax-free if all your other sources of income are also tax-free. And, and so 
now, now it might not be, maybe some people don't consider that to be very significant, but I think it's probably worth four to $5,000 a year for every year that you did it. Yeah, sure. So, so to me, that's like another, that's another vacation or at least a small one. Sure. And why not? I, I mean, those are the kinds of things that why I think, why I think it's important to work with an advisor, especially as we get to that decumulation phase, which is completely different than, you know, being focused on saving. So you've got to have yes. a whole new mindset here. No, no question. And, and you know what I think, and I think the mindset is, is something that a lot of people do have, you know, have trouble making that, you know, adapting, adapting and making that change because you, you have to be mentally, mentally prepared, you know, to shift your mindset from one of saving and accumulation to now you're turning on the, you know, on the faucet, so to speak, and you're actually going to start spending down those assets. And psychologically, it can be very difficult for people that have been saving, you know, for the last 35, 40 years. And now you're going to start spending it down. You know, it, it can be, uh, it can be scary. It can be scary because some people say, well, what if I spend too much? What if I live too long? What if something comes up that I didn't anticipate? And so what we want to do is we want you to enjoy, you know, the money that you've saved to, to be relaxed and comfortable in retirement. But we want to make sure we've got all the risks covered, right? All the all the things that could derail your plan, we want to make sure we've got them covered. Uh, and and so I think it's important, you know, that we that we go through those step by step. And that's where really where we start off. You just come in, you sit down, we talk about these things, and we try to cover all the various risks, you know, that might derail that plan or that might require a great deal of money, right? Like for instance, long term care, a nurse, nursing home, something like that. And so we want to address those so that when we are spending down the money, you know, you've got everything covered. Yes. Well, and, and that's the that's what gives you confidence going into retirement, knowing that your plan, you know, all the T's are crossed and the dot and the I's are dotted. Exactly, exactly. And, and you know what a good thing I, I think a good idea is uh, if you haven't done it already, document what you're spending, you know, make yourself a budget. I know it's not my, the most exciting thing that, you know, that you want to talk about or think about, but I'll tell you what, it's a fantastic tool. It is a tool that right. can help you really get a handle on where your money's going. Right? right? Maybe you don't realize you're, you're spending money on something that, that you don't even know you're spending it on. For instance, one thing I would tell you that I would mention to everybody, uh, I have a real pet peeve against all these automatic payments on, you know, everybody and their brother wants you to subscribe to something now. Of course. Yep. Right. Well, it's only and it's, five bucks. Yeah. It's only five bucks. You know, we're, we're just going to, we're going to charge it every month. We're not going to remind you that we're going to take it from your account every month. We're just going to charge your account every month. And, and there's a lot of vendors, a lot of merchants that do that. Personally, it drives me nuts. I say, you know what? The least you guys can do is send me a notice saying, hey, I'm gonna, we're, we're charging you in a couple of days because maybe I don't need your service anymore. And maybe I'm going to say, just cancel that. They but don't want to hear don't, that. They don't want to hear that, right? No, of course not. <laughs> no, because no, you know what your monthly payment is? Your monthly payment is an annuity payment for that merchant. That's what it is. Oh, you're that's providing a great way them. to look at it. That's what you're doing, right? You're giving yeah. them a monthly source. You're giving them a monthly source of income, right? Yeah. And 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 it's funny to me because when you describe it that way, and you say, "Wow, that that's that's an annuity payment for your merchant." Wow, that'd be nice. That'd be nice to have. But then when I say when I say when somebody mentions the word annuity, I say, "Oh, wait a minute. I don't I don't know if I want an annuity." And it's, so there's a real perception issue up there. Sure. Um, you know about these products and and things like that because. You know, annuities, and, and I'm just to digress slightly, annuities can be very, very good tools. They can be very effective in helping you balance out your portfolio, moderate the amount of risk that you're taking, and at the same time, provide you a guaranteed source of income when you're retired. And guys, for all of you out there that don't have a pension plan, and the only guaranteed income you have right now is Social Security, 
I would strongly recommend you at least consider, take a look at, you know, an annuity. There's a lot of different types. They're, they're not all the same. Um, but a good advisor can help you figure out if it might be, if it might be good for your situation. Sure. Well, and that's why you have the conversation. That's why you offer the consultation. I mean, you know, people come in, yeah. not, you're not going to charge them anything. You're just going to no. kind of you know, get to know them a little bit, find out if you can help. That, 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 that's exactly right. And, and I'm glad you brought that up, Steve, because um, guys, I, I, I'm not a believer in charging for appointments. I don't charge for conversations. You know, I used to have a CPA that did my taxes and it drove me nuts because every time I'd call him up, I talked to I could have a five minute phone call and I get a bill. You'll later on that day. That's like a lawyer. Like, oh, very much so. Very much so. I'm like, I mean, I just, you know what? I just, uh, I, I just don't agree with that. And so I don't, I don't charge for meetings. I don't charge for consultations. Uh, I don't charge for, you know, a phone call. Uh, and the only thing that I ask and what I ask everybody, I call it the gentleman's agreement. And that's simply that if I show you an idea or a strategy or, or, or something, you know, an investment that you decide you want to pursue, then the only thing that I request is that you do it through me. And, and that's what I call my gentleman's agreement. Obviously yeah. there's, you know, it's just something, uh, it's a handshake. That's it. Um, but that's how I operate. And I like it. So. I think that makes sense. If you want to reach out to Kevin, you can find him, uh, 800-975-6717, 800-975-6717. Visit silverleaffinancial.com. They can reach out to you that way too. Can't they? Yes, by all means. You know what? I'd like guys check out the website. You know, it's silverleaffinancial.com. Leaf like a tree, I always say. Well, and it's very um, pretty now. You've changed it a little bit. It's very pretty. <laughs> yeah, we refreshed leaf. it. Yes, you did. Yeah, we refreshed it a little bit. You know, we got some pretty good visuals on there. I, of course, I'm biased, but I think we got some, you know, pretty that's good very website. Nice. But there's also you know, great content. That's the, that's the important thing. Exactly. You know, we put up, we put up new and fresh content every week. Um, we put up, we update the blog, a lot of talk. There's a lot of conversations on IRA accounts, retirement accounts, things like that. And of course the podcast, we do the podcast every week sure. and, and I do, and I do it guys. Cause I think it's a good way for you to listen to somebody, check them out in a very non, you know, non-committal, you know, way at your own, uh, on your own schedule, you know, whenever you like, whenever it's convenient. I, I used to do the seminars and I thought it was a good opportunity for people to size me up, listen to me and see if we're a good fit. That's really what I think they're about is. Does this person seem like a good fit for you with your personality and your goals and what you're, you know, and your objectives? And I think the podcast do the same thing. So I, I hope you guys enjoy them. I've got comments from several folks, but uh, please take advantage of them. Well, yeah. And again, as long as we're talking, I'll just mention that, you know, it's available at iHeart, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google, uh, Amazon, you name it, and you can find the podcast. And then once you're there, just subscribe to it and it automatically gets delivered to you every week. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Perfect. Cruising through retirement. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. So, you know, one of the other things is we're talking about decumulation uh, and that shift from, you know, active and working and saving and putting in your 401k or your 403b or whatever the plan might be to, to now you're you're retiring, you know, maybe you'll get a gold watch, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe not, maybe not. Um, you, you know what? But gold we're gonna plated, have to, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> gold plated, there you go. There you go. But, you know, one thing that you're going to want to do is you're going to want to have another source of income, right? Um, you know, sometimes some people like to, uh, keep their money in the stock market and they like to withdraw, uh, maybe a certain percentage or a dollar amount each month. And the rule of thumb used to be 4%. I say used to be because now that rule of thumb is 3% and it's because interest rates have come down so much. And I don't, I don't know if people really understand that or think about it, but let's say you go back 25, 30 years, you know, interest rates on, on bonds, just like mortgages and everything else were considerably higher. Right. Right. 
you couldn't get a you know mortgage at two point seven five you know twenty years ago. No, try like um, twelve and a half. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, yeah. and it's because those interest rates a lot of times they're indexed or, or based off of the treasury market. So let's say the ten year treasury market is a benchmark for a lot of them, and as that uh, interest rate has come down. That means the interest that you're making on your bond portfolio, right, is that much less. So you're not making four or five, six percent on your bond portfolio. These days, 10-year treasuries are at 1.3. 1.3. That's what you're looking to make if you buy a 10-year treasury and you hold it for 10 years, that's what you're guaranteed to make. All right. And so now if you're making only one percent or two percent on the bond side versus before it was five or six or seven, you know, that's that's a big part of the reason why the amount you're supposed to withdraw is that much less because the portfolio is simply growing at a slower rate. All right. So that means guys that you would need a million dollar portfolio just to pull out $30,000 a year uh, with the idea being that you won't touch the principal and you, and it will last you indefinitely. So for a million dollars, you get 30 grand. Okay. Mm -hmm. How about if I could show you how you could take 300,000 and still get 30 grand. All right. Okay. Because that's some, that's something you can do with annuities. Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717, or just text SILVER to 21000. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time, can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717, or text SILVER to 21000. That's SILVER to 21000. Do it today. is we put it in now we hold it for 10 years instead of making the 1.3 percent if you put a hundred thousand dollars into a contract now let's say you're 55 56 years old now you put in a hundred grand you wait 10 years i think i can get you ten thousand dollars a year guaranteed guaranteed and so then consequently if it was 300 get it gets you about 10 percent, right so 300 gets you about 30 grand that's guaranteed lifetime income without having any concerns about the stock market all right the money, if you are pulling your 3%, your 30 grand out of your million dollar portfolio, all right, mm -hmm. that obviously that's got stock market risk, right? That could fluctuate. If it starts going down a couple of years in a row, you might wind up saying to yourself, maybe I shouldn't keep pulling out that 30 grand. What I'm, and really what I'm saying is, guys, that the annuities, they can give you a tool and they can give you a vehicle to guarantee you income, which can take care of all your living needs, all your expenses, and give you peace of mind 
that if you are taking some risk with another part of your portfolio, it's okay because you've got everything covered with guaranteed sources of income. And so I think that gives you the ability to take a little more risk, um, you know, prudently, and also at the same time to give yourself the peace of mind, knowing that if you lose money in the stock market, it's not going to hurt your income. You're still going to get that same income coming in. Right. I mean, that that just is remarkable to me that that I mean, that that's an option that that's available and, and that people are so hesitant or reluctant to even explore it. You, you know, and that's something that's something that's you know, bothered me for a long time. And, and, and I wish it weren't the case. And so that's why I try to talk about it. I want to try to educate people and, and, and help everyone get informed and at least look at it and consider it, you know, put some, you know, some serious consideration to it because it might be the tool um, that it might be exactly what you need, you know, I mean, because the way that I think, the way that I look at it, you know, they used to refer to the, uh, uh, you know, social security as being one leg of a three legged stool. Yes. If you're right. Yeah. A lot of folks, a lot of folks have heard that. Maybe it's a, you know, it's good to remind yourself, you know, social security was never, never was that meant to be your only source of income in retirement. It was only expected to be one leg of a three legged stool. So one third is the idea behind social security. All right. And the other leg, the second leg was supposed to be your pension. Now, if you're a government employee of any type, then chances are you, you good. You've got a pension. But if you work in the private sector, most likely you don't have a pension. Uh, maybe you've got a small one from a job you had a long time ago. I meet a lot of people like that. Uh, but most people in the private sector now do not have a pension. Everybody's got a 401k. Some folks don't have a 401k. Um, and if that's the case, we, we want to talk and definitely set up an IRA or another retirement account for you uh, because it's important to be saving. No question about it, um, you know. But I, but I think it's important that we remember Social Security was only meant to be a third of your retirement income. So one third was supposed to be Social Security, one third pension, and one third from your personal savings. So we want to take a look at that now. And if you if you don't have those, all you've got is Social Security. Then, in my opinion, you'd be you'd be well served, you know, to have another guaranteed source of income coming in, so we can cover all of your bills, all your recurring expenses. And then, you know, money you have over and above that amount, maybe we take risk in the stock market with that money. Um, but my, my vote is to make sure you've got income to cover all, all of your needs every month from a guaranteed source. Well, that makes perfect sense. And I like the fact that, and again, it's just you're segmenting the dollars or, you know, another way you could say it is, is you know, purpose determines placement of what that money is doing for you. I mean, because yes. it's all got every dollar has a job. You've just got to tell it what to do. That's it. You got to tell it what to do. And, and, you know, and, and we want to make sure we've got all our bases covered, right? We got yeah. to make sure we've got all the workers that we need, right? Yes, exactly. So, you know, so we can get the job done uh, in, in, the, in the right way, in the most efficient way. Um, and, and, and that's exactly what we do. And I think, and I, I do like the bucket approach or, or you know, how, whatever you want to refer to yeah, it I mean, as. It's, because it's, it's just, just a million ways to say it, but it means the same thing. There is. It, it, it does. It's simply segmenting the money for different purposes. Uh, and, and knowing that you're, maybe you take risk with some money and, and other money, you say, I want to keep that totally safe. I don't care what happens. That money is, we want to, you know, make sure that safe money, it stays safe. And, and a lot of folks like that approach. I've got a lot of clients that do it that way. Um, and I got to tell you, you know, on, on that note of retirement and, and market risk and things like that, guys, for the last, if there, there are the annuities that I suggest that are called index annuities. They go up when the indexes go up. It could be the S and P 500 or, or another index. But they go up when the markets go up. But the beautiful part is when the markets go down, they don't lose money. All right. So even if the market goes down 30, 40, 50, 60%, the money that you have in one of these contracts, you won't lose a penny. And, and then the nice part is then when the market starts to go back up, you make money right away. Okay. In other words, you make a profit right away 
as opposed to everybody that's in the market, you know, like if you're in an S&P mutual for S&P index fund, if the market gets cut in half, well, now you've got to double your money to get back to break even. But the person in the index annuity, the market goes up 10%, they're going to make a piece of that growth and they're going to be profitable money ahead. Whereas the person in the S&P fund is still underwater from where they were. Yeah. All right. Wow. <clears throat> and and I, can, I can show you, depending on periods of time, for instance, I know if you went from 1999 to let's say 2016 or 17, I can show you how index annuities made more money than an index fund in, the, in that entire window, in that 16, 17 year window. Okay. It's because the, the, the annuities never lost money and they didn't have to spend years fighting back to make back the money they lost. And so anybody would like to talk about it more, let me know. I can show you these, these things have made uh, better than 7% per year for the last 10 years with no risk of a market loss. Wow. So, so I think they're a great addition. I treat them as a separate asset class. And, and I think you do well to take a look at it. In fact, a lot of times what I'm doing, I'm looking at them as a bond alternative. All right. Because like I said, you might make the most you're going to make in bonds seems to me is going to be, you know, 2%. Well, I've got index annuities that are showing, you know, returns of 7% plus. So I think it might be a good idea to maybe substitute some of those bonds for something like this. Sure. But, and again, and you know, the insurance industry as a whole has really sort of rallied around this and have, have sort of reinvented themselves when it comes to annuities and, and life insurance, all of that. It's not like it was 10 or 15 or 20 years ago. No, not at all. Not at all. And, that, and that's a really good point, Steve. In fact, uh, I, that is something that I've, that I've talked to many people about. Um, there's a lot of misperceptions. Uh, a lot of misconceptions about annuities and how they work. And, uh, you know, for instance, a lot of people think money you put into one that like if, if, if uh, they don't realize that you can leave it to a beneficiary, you know? So in other words, if they, when they pass away, we're all going to pass, right? Mm -hmm. So when somebody passes away, you name, when we set it up, you name beneficiaries and whatever money is in that contract, you know, at that time, that'll go to whoever you designate as a beneficiary. It's not money you're giving to the insurance company. There's a tiny, tiny, tiny portion of annuity contracts that work that way where, you know, a, a, a lifetime only immediate annuity yep. that pays the person a, a ver, a, the highest amount of income. And then when that person dies, all of it's gone. That's the only situation and the only contract that I, that comes to mind at this moment um, that works that, that, you know, you kind of lose the money if you haven't spent it all. Yeah. But uh, that's the but exception, not the rule. It by far, by, by far the, you know what, and all honestly, I've sold one, <laughs> one spear my entire wow. career wow okay? really well that, my, I mean, that what, yeah that appreciate your honesty there that's i mean that's amazing it, no it's totally that's 100 percent true not one spear that was a lifetime only for one person is what i'm saying yeah right um, i've sold other contracts for income under with other terms of but that's course. what a lot of people a lot of people don't understand that though they don't realize that you have like a dozen different options you can choose on how they pay you you know the the reason why some the okay the one contract since i've come this far the one contract, this is back in the mid nineties when I was running a branch in Chicago. Um, and I had a woman that was a widow with no kids, um, that had not saved very much money. And she just needed the most income that she could get that would be guaranteed to her to pay her, you know, for as long as she needs it. Um, and, and, but she had no beneficiaries that she wanted to leave the money to. And so her only concern, main primary concern was, I need the most amount of guaranteed income. And that was the solution, lifetime income. Um, you know, but that, what it means though, is when that person passes away, you know, when, when the person is done, so are the payments. Okay. So the payments stop. Um, that's the only one I've done because that's the only situation I came across that made sense to do it mm -hmm. because those, con those contracts now 
the interest rates are so low. In most cases, it doesn't make sense to me because in most cases, you're only getting back really a return of the money you gave them. It, it really, it's very little more, very little more because they're based on interest rates, which are so low. Yeah. So if somebody's, if somebody's looking for income, guys, there's a lot better ways I can show you to do that. I've got, I've got a handful of investments right now that are paying dividends that are north of 6% and, and investments that have made money as well. Wow. So there are investments out there that, that make a lot of sense. Um, and so if you're looking for income, by all means, give me a call. I'd be happy to, to help you figure it out. 800-975-6717. That's the number, folks. Visit the website, uh, silverleaffinancial.com. That's a great way to connect as well. And uh, so before we run out of time, Kevin, I got, I got to ask you, you, were, you said at the start of the show, it's been a great week in the market. Has it been yeah. a great week for pure growth? It has been a great week for pure growth. In <laughs> fact, uh, yes, in fact, I like that tee. They teed it up there. We, you know what? We finished the first eight months of the year. We just, you know, just started September right with a forty-two percent gain. So, um, net—that is net of all fees. Um, and uh, so, you know, I, I really can't come. <laughs> I really can't complain. It's, oh. uh, it, it's the, it is working very well, guys. I've got documentation. I can tell you, and I'd be happy to show you every single trade. Uh, the date I bought it, the price, the date I sold it, the price, um, what, whatever you would like to know. And and I'm working on finding an auditor that I can submit these records to. So I have a third party auditor that verifies. Oh, that's cool. Um, all right. And just so everybody knows, this is 100 percent, you know, documented. Um, and, and so th- this is what we're, what Steve's talking about. I call the pure growth portfolio. What I'm tr- what I was trying to do is show that I've got a good way to pick stocks. It doesn't you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that um this isn't the only way to do it. In other words, you don't have to put money into this portfolio because it is high risk. It's aggressive. We're looking for high growth. I'm trying. I'm trying to not just beat the market, but I'm really trying to beat the market. Okay. Yeah. Right. And and and, and uh, you know, through the first twelve months, we we're up sixty five percent. The market was up between thirty five and forty. So it was a fantastic market. But I, we we beat it pretty considerably. And I, I and I certainly hope that could continue. I believe it can because what I'm using is a strategy that when you test it historically, it shows returns in excess of 20%, actually close to 25% a year, um, going back to 1980. And what I did is I took this portfolio live a year ago. And so that's what we're referring to, to pure growth. And what I use it to do is to show that I've got a good stock selection method so that if somebody would like to add stocks as a small piece, maybe 10 or 15% of their portfolio um, to add some horsepower, if you will, that this is how I can help you do that. All right. And so we can build a conservative or a moderate portfolio, you know, with 80 or 90% of the money, if this makes sense, of course, for your situation. Um, no, nobody has to do it. We can certainly do all funds if you want to. I've got a lot of clients that do that. Um, but I've got a lot of other clients that say, you know what, let's add a few stocks in there just for a small piece and see if we can, you know, kick up. We say add a little alpha in our business, yeah. um, which means generate higher returns, uh, you know. Than, than you may have seen. Well, uh, to me, it's the kind of thing where I, I would love to be able to do that, you know, like you said, with a small portion of, of what you have to be able to kind of say, wow, look at that. That's cool. <laughs> you yeah. know what I, mean? I mean, you're completely safe and covered in, in every other way, but there's this money that, that you've decided, all right, I want to, I want to, I want to have a little more risk in my life. That's right. And, and that's it. Exactly. You no. Know, and what I did is it's just a, a very small group of clients that we started this off with. This is this actually client portfolio that I'm referring to that I'm managing. Uh, that I'm calling pure growth. And, and in this portfolio, we started off with just five stocks uh, and it's concentrated uh, and it's never held more than 10 stocks. It's you know between five and 10 stocks at all times. And um, the reason I did it that way is because I, I believe 
Uh, I believe that diversification lowers and lessens the amount of risk you're taking if it's properly set up and, and you don't have everything at a, you know, if everything's not perfectly correlated to each other. Uh, so diversification reduces your risk. Concentration, on the other hand, increases the risk. And concentration increases the chances, the likelihood that you're going to beat the market. But I believe, personally, I believe you got to do it with a concentrated portfolio. I think if you, if you put you know, 50 socks in a portfolio, I have a hard time imagining how you're really going to beat the market by very much. Um, you know, and so that's, that's the reason why it's so concentrated is because I really wanted to demonstrate that we can, that, that, that this thing can perform. Um, but not all the stocks are winners about one out of three that I pick are losers. And, and so it, it, everybody needs to understand that anytime you're in stocks, you're going to have, you're going to have losers. No question about it. Whatever happens, who knows what it could be. Uh, it could be any number of things, but what you've got to do. Uh, what, what everybody want, needs to do is to recognize those are that they didn't work the way you wanted it to, the way you thought it would, and pull the plug, get out of it before it turns into a big loss. In other words, I try to keep my losses in single digits. I don't even want to lose 10% if I'm wrong. Uh, right. I can't, can't always do that, but the majority of the time we, can keep, we keep the losses as single digits. And then the winners, we let them run. And we had several winners, 50, 60, 70%. Uh, you know, individual stocks that were big, big time winners in, you know, anywhere from a couple months to four or five months. Wow. So this is the kind of thing where, I mean, it's got to be pretty satisfying for you to, you know, use your 30 plus years of experience to, to do this. I mean, and to, to manage that, that's, that's pretty cool. It, it is, it, it, it is. And it's, well, and it's especially, don't give me, it's, it's always more fun when we have a good market, well, you know, of, of course. course. Yes, <laughs> you of know, course. So I, 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 I'd be lying if I said otherwise. Um, but, but it is, you know, and, and, and if you, after you've done this a long enough time, like I've been in this business a long enough time, you know, um, we, we, we see what's worked and what hasn't worked and, 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 and that's what we do. And it's, it's very important that everybody knows how much risk they're comfortable with though, because, because, you know, for instance, when the market cr uh, crashed last spring at the beginning of the COVID meltdown or whatever you want to call it, um, you know, I only had one client out of my entire, out of my entire client base, out of many, 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 only one called me up and was panicking. And, and the reason I shouldn't say the reason why she was panicking, but, but let me explain it to you. Um, when I sit down with, with, with you and we talk and we go through everything, I do everything I possibly can to get it, to get a strong handle and to know and to understand how much risk you want to take, what your goals and objectives are, things like that because I don't want to put you in anything you're not comfortable with. The biggest thing to me, most important thing is being comfortable because then if we do go through a lousy period in the market, you're not going to, you're not, it's not going to upset you and you're not going to worry about it because you're comfortable and I don't want you to lose sleep. I don't want you to be stressed out, but when the market does go down, which we know it's going to do at some point, the, the history has told us the best thing to do is write it out. Don't panic and sell in the middle of a sell-off. And I had one client do that. But it was an extraordinary situation because my actual client, the person, the woman that signed the paperwork and became my client, invested the money with me, she started to develop Alzheimer's and started to lose her memory. And so then she appointed her sister as power of attorney over her financial affairs. And her sister, who was never actually my client to begin with, her sister took over. And then her sister, when the market you know, started to drop last year, her sister panicked. I advise her against selling. I said, I think you should buy Microsoft and Apple because I, I'm like, I mean, if anything's going up, those two are going up. And, uh, you know, it was, and it was when the market was really down, down, down. Yeah. 
And uh, if she'd have done that, she'd have been far better off than, than uh, you know, but she pulled the plug. She pulled the plug, sold everything, told me to sell everything uh, against my advice. Um, you know, but I, I, I say my clients haven't done that because she, she became my client because her sister, you know, her sister's health went downhill, you know, because I, I think if, if everybody understands the situation, when you go in, the folks that are, that are my clients that have sat with me, that I've talked to, and we've had these discussions, nobody panicked. Everybody was perfectly fine, perfectly comfortable. And, uh, and we made it through and, and have made a lot of money now. I like the sound of that. That's a great way to wrap things up, Kevin. And, and, uh, again, uh, it- this is just, I love these conversations that we have, and I know we sort of cover a lot of ground, but it's really good stuff. Oh, hey, hey thank you, guys. I, I, hope, I hope you guys enjoy it. If, uh, if you have any questions or you like, you know what, if you'd like to talk more, give me a call anytime, shoot me an email. I'd be happy to have a conversation with you. We can, we can just talk five, ten minutes, um, you know, and see, if you want to, and see if you want to take it on to another conversation. provided this for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, host, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment, security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decision.